What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and we are here with episode nine of season one of the Gaming Vessels podcast, along with me in the digital studio, the food max of gaming, the trader Joe himself. Joe, what's going on, my friend? Not much. Just lying low this weekend, which is awesome. So awesome. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I did not and go it, anywhere besides getting something to eat and coming back. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and my wife didn't even bother cooking. I was just like, all right, this is the type of week I'm on a rock and roll. I'll rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to go and grab something after after we record the show. But I feel you. I didn't do anything this weekend either. Also in the digital studio. The main man, the Bay Area terror, Dez. What's going on, dude? Uh, nothing much. Just, you know, I had the same weekend. I just walked uh, 6.2 miles, you know, for charity and came home and took a nap. <laughs> so now I'm here. So, so, yeah, I had a little bit more productive, although I did nothing but stay in and play video games yesterday. So this is my day. So, But I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, as the on the date we are recording, this is uh, June sixteenth of twenty seventeen. What's going on right now? This is a Sunday. What's going on right now are the finals for Evo twenty seventeen. For those who don't know, Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. Uh, don't ask me how it became that because I really don't know. <laughs> but they are they. This is the closest that I'll ever get to a Super Bowl. And uh, even though I don't actually follow the FGC as closely as I did in years prior, I always try and make it a point to stay as glued as possible to whatever streaming device I have handy to watch the uh, pools and the finals for the different games that they showcase this year. Uh, the games were Tekken 7, uh, Smash Brothers Melee, and Smash Brothers Wii U. Blaze Blue, uh, Central Fiction was on was on front was up this, on the stage as well as Injustice 2, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, as well as Street Fighter 5. I'm I heard conflicting conflicting. Uh, comments for now so i don't know how valid this is i've heard that this will be marvel versus capcom 3's last evo and that they're making way for marvel versus capcom infinite i don't know if that's correct or not because i heard conflicting viewpoints on that um so there are, of course are people on both sides you know, obviously, because mutants are not part of Infinite, <laughs> a lot of people are not happy about that. Uh, so I don't know if that's correct or not, but uh, I'm sure at some point all of that will be ironed out before the next tournament. But with with this being Evo season, or rather e Evo weekend, I couldn't help but stop and think while I was watching. Um, I watched the the uh, Smash Brothers, some of the Smash Brothers pools, I watched just about all of the Tekken 7 pools. And uh, I also watched uh, the Street Fighter 5 pools, and it was, I noticed something very interesting. Um, 
usually Capcom fighters get the big get the big pop. You know, when something amazing happens on screen, uh, the hype level, whatever, whatever game that you're watching, you hear it <laughs> from coming from another of another another section. But I noticed something, and maybe it was just the the Twitch channel that I was using because there were just multiple channels this year. Um, while watching uh, Street Fighter. Some of the Tekken pools were going on and some of the Smash pools were going on. I heard the biggest shouts coming from those areas. And I couldn't help but wonder, and, and also uh, Marvel versus Capcom, which is also a Capcom property. Um, I couldn't help but wonder if maybe the people are kind of burnt out on, on Street Fighter because of the way it launched and the way the way things kind of shook down uh, from the standpoint of how Capcom uh, released the game, the state in which the game was released, it, it was it was just kind of it was just kind of weird. Uh, of course, when the finals, everything is a pop off for the finals because that's all that's going on. But I just couldn't help but but pick up on that. And I, I was wondering if maybe Capcom's status as being king of the hill, of course they're always going to be the king of the hill as far as the uh, uh, esports goes. Um, I think that may have been Street Fighter V's biggest, biggest mistake with regards to those of us who are not you know, esports competitors uh, with regards to how the, the game was released. But... I did a little uh, preliminary digging from uh, uh, a source that you know is fairly, you know, has been has been critiqued. So let me run these numbers by you, and I'm going to pose a question after I finish this, and we'll we'll kind of hash this out, see what you guys think. Uh, Street Fighter Five launched uh, February sixteenth, twenty sixteen. And as of right now, according to the figures I was able to dig up off of VG charts, and okay, say what you will about VG charts, I don't pay for MPD. You know, this is all I got. <laughs> so, so keep that in mind. So take these numbers for what they're worth. Uh, between PS4 and PC, 1.71 million units have been sold uh, to date. In retro, in in, in, com in comparison, we have Injustice Two, launched May eleventh of this year. Uh, we have PS4 versions coming in at six hundred thirty thousand units globally sold. Xbox One units coming in at two hundred eighty thousand units globally sold, bringing it to an estimated 910,000 units. Again, this game launched in May of this year. And then we've got Tekken 7, which dropped June 2nd. 430,000 for PS4, 90,000 for Xbox One, bringing a total 520,000 uh, global units sold. Now, Street Fighter V dropped 
back in February and it's just, you know, not quite at 2 million. You've got Injustice 2 that dropped in May and it's almost at a million uh, across uh, multiple platforms. And actually that number is even higher because I didn't, um, I forgot to incorporate uh, PC on uh, both Tekken and uh, Tekken and uh, Injustice. So that's my fault. So those numbers are, are even more skewed than what <laughs> we would say for, for VG charts. But let's say, um, I would say easily, I would say uh, a, a quick guesstimate for PC would be fair to say that they probably sold about 300k um, on PC to date. I think that'd probably be a fair estimate. Um, Tekken 7, um, gosh, and I, I hate doing this. I'm going to do a quick a quick crack research on uh, for, te for Tekken 7 real quick. Um, Wow, ten thousand units for PC according to VG chart. So, not quite uh, as big of a of an estimate, but um, I just I, I can't help but wonder if maybe the fighting game community in general is just kind of flustered with Capcom and how they treated Street Fighter Five. Uh, what do you guys think, given those numbers? And uh, just given just kind of sort of what I observed just watching the Evolution Tournament this year. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Joe. I know this is in your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, my opinion, you know, just to prime up what you did. I mean, you're, you're dealing with multi-platform games. Tekken 7 multi-platform, PC, Xbox One, and, and uh, PS4. Same thing with Injustice. And Injustice has the... Uh, wherewithal to include, you know, DC Comics characters as well, which is obviously will transcend a lot of audiences, you know, where you have, you know, general gamers or people that we know that don't usually play fighting games, but will play Injustice for the story mode, so on and so forth. And so um, it's definitely apples and oranges. I think as Street Fighter V was intended at launch to be kind of a, um, something meant for the tournament scene and that's why they didn't have the story mode at the beginning and that's why they had to patch in a lot of stuff and they really fumbled the launch of the game you know so enough so where I, I didn't even check out the game because I was waiting for the story mode to get ported in so because I'm not one to play online myself you know or if I do play online you know it's just to play around and I'm not a you know professional fighting player but I shouldn't let that uh, deter me on that i played plenty of fighting games i'm <laughs> i am good to go as far as fighting games are concerned you know if i really wanted to dig in deep on there so if you're noticing anything as far as any less of a fervor though it's just because of the fact that um the whole project you know it's only on you know pc and and uh, ps4 obviously skip the xbox one because of sony's investment in the game and so you know I'm sure Capcom right now, what they're doing with, uh, you know, Marvel versus Capcom, uh, inf was it Infinity? Inf Infinite? Infinite, yeah. Yeah, that uh, they're kind of, you know, especially advertising story mode and, you know, advertising, 
whatnot, you know, in the game that they're viewing it as a more full-featured project. But I know with the lack of mutants that, you know, obviously a certain subsection of the fighting game community is up in arms about it. But at the same time, uh, just like with Injustice, they're going to be gaining casual fans with the Marvel name and be able to, you know, obviously play the game, play the story mode, kind of get used to the game that's going to kind of transcend, I think, a little bit above and beyond the usual fighting game community on there. So so I'm hoping that the game is good because uh, I'm not, you know, I've been a fan of Marvel versus Capcom on the Dreamcast, like back in the day one and two, but uh, three got kind of too jumpy and um, just too fast for me, you know, so... I'm actually hopeful that uh, it does review well and that the game is uh, good in the scheme of things. We'll have to see. But uh, that's my thing, you know. I, I wouldn't call myself a casual fighting game fan. I am a big fan of certain series. I'm a particular fan of 3D fighting games, including Virtua Fighter is like my favorite of all time. So, <laughs> um, But we'll have to see, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any Evo you know, footage yet. So I'm not sure as far as, you know, what you notice at least a lot, maybe not as fervent on there. I know with the season two pass with street fighter five, everyone's kind of just a little bit, uh, disappointed with the character so far. I don't know what that first character was. The one that kind of <laughs> almost looks like what, uh, a, a pseudo version of Dan, I think. <laughs> What's the name of that character, Kevin? Do you know? Billy, I, 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 you know, here, here's the, here's the honest to goodness truth. Season two was horrible. Um, you had they started pulling these, not even deep. They're, they weren't deep cuts. They were just bizarre cuts, like getting uh, Urian's secretary as a playable character. Really, hmm. for real, the little, the little, the little blonde boy that Balrog kidnaps at the end of. Uh, one of the Street Fighter games, he's one of the playable characters, and he looks like uh, somebody couldn't decide whether they wanted to cosplay as Cammy or Bison. He's kind of like a, a fused version of that, you know? And it's like... Like people were clamoring for these, these characters, I guess. <laughs> these designs are... these are, And they, the, the, their big thing was none of these characters are going to have ever appeared in a Street Fighter game uh, but they are part of the Street Fighter universe. And these were just horrible designs. There, there was nothing about season two uh, that made me want to uh, play the game. I mean, they, I think the first one was Akuma. And, you know, and they said, but everybody else is going to be, you know, never be a part, never part of the Street Fighter game. Uh, and also, I've traded it. I traded in my copy of Street Fighter Five. I, I did that a few months a uh, few months ago. It's just, and the thing that kind of uh, is is a little bit disturbing to me is the game launched with no story mode and no arcade mode. It had a it had online and even the lobbies were kind of borked for to a certain extent. We they already had the the PC uh, PS4 crossplay going, so that was good. Uh, depending on how your connection was, but the game was launched in such I would say a lackadaisical or even rushed condition 
as far as feature sets because you know and i'm not a mortal kombat guy but you gotta you gotta hand it to to uh, nether realms uh well actually i would say you also have to hand it to arxis works for uh, I mean, uh, Axis was it Axis that does Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear? Axis, right? Uh, Arc System. Arxis, works. Arxis, yeah. Arc System uh, works. <laughs> yeah, Arc System works. Um, <laughs> those two, those two companies have l- raised the bar immensely with regards to the the amount of content you get in a fighting game. Blaze Blue has one of the, the longest, most bat crap crazy stories I've ever seen in a fighting game. It makes absolutely no sense, but it'll take you about three hours per game to get through it. And is a lot of its story and text? Yeah, it is. But they went through a long and, you know, I'd say fairly... Uh, in-depth process to build this story around these characters, and I think, and Nether Realms did the same thing, you know, with their with their Mortal Kombat games, and now with uh, Injustice. And again, I don't like the the Mortal Kombat combat system, but those two companies have just lifted the bar of what someone can expect from a fighting game to a level that I think Capcom is still kind of Street Fighter 5 I think that their focus was just too was too much on esports and it suffered because granted Street Fighter 5 had 2600 entrants uh for Evo this year but you need more than the 2600 entrants to generate you know enough sales to make a profit and you know again the game has been out since february of last year and they haven't hit they haven't hit uh 2 million yet across uh two huge two platforms that have large fan bases of of, of fighting games fans and this is street fighter you know this isn't you know some indie title this isn't some uh you know second rate or not quite as popular fighting game franchise you know this is these are the guys that actually started the genre and i think that this is a misstep that i hope that in their subsequent uh, uh titles uh for street fighter i i hope they address because in my personal opinion you know, I damage controlled for Street Fighter V because uh, I bought it at launch, and I still I still maintain that I think the mechanics in Street Fighter V are the best that have ever been in a Street Fighter game. I think that uh, um, uh, that V trigger function and uh, the way they do the way that they do their specials and the fact that they took the mystery out of doing links which is something I could never do in any of the other Street Fighter games, and I've been playing them since two. Not that I'm super great, but I'm somewhere, you know, when I was really, really into them, I was I was definitely above average, and getting links in those games was, I could never get the hang of it. And Street Fighter V made the link system accessible. For those who don't know, 
the difference between a link and a target combo is you when you land one normal meaning a standard punch or kick you're able to move into the next punch or kick uh before the uh imp the hit stun of your initial hit is uh the frames from that uh stop being active so if you get hit by say charlie's standing uh standing short he can land a second standing short before uh the effects of that first one are are uh, end on that opponent it's not a target combo is it is a link and, and that's that's the my non-professional fighting game explanation for what a link is and they have always been very difficult for me to do aside from you know a couple different characters where the timing was adjusted but they made that gameplay which is really what you need to be able to do in order to particularly when you're doing your footsies that has to be that's a critical part of your offense is getting your links down your block strings and your your hit strings and they five made it extremely accessible and i think that that is its best asset is its fighting mechanics uh but everything else they just dropped the ball on and i think we're seeing the results of that with with their sales um and maybe, you know, again, I'm not going to go off of necessarily of what I heard from uh, watching the streams, but it just seemed to me that the biggest pop was coming from other games. Now, maybe there are more popular players playing those other games and those people were, were interested in watching them as opposed to Street Fighter V. That's possible. I don't know. But... It just seemed like some of those other games got a bigger pop as I was watching the pools and uh, leading into uh, today, which is which are the finals. So I just wanted to bring that up, just kind of uh, drop that, uh, drop my little musings about what I see as a as and I would say as a semi-casual well, not even semi-casual, above a casual, but not semi-professional. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even going to go that far. Uh, but like well, my fighting games of choice right now are the anime styles, the the Blaze Blues, uh, uh, the uh, Undernight and Births, you know, the uh, Actress Agains. Those those style those style of games. Uh, that's that's where that's kind of where I'm at with regards to my fighting game preference. And like I said, I, you know, I, I had to, I dropped street fighter five cause it just, I really was not impressed with what Capcom was doing. And those seasons that season two roster was just horrible. <laughs> Why, so, you don't like Ed is that's the character, I guess. Was supposed yeah. To be yeah. Ed is like, y'all come on. That little hat on the top of his head. What the hell yeah. was that about? I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm cool. I don't know. I kind of like lame characters, though. It's like I'm a fan of Lion from Virtua Fighter, so it's like yeah. yeah it's but like, Lion is a good character, though. But Lion oh, looks that he it's, yeah. I don't, I, I don't get Lion of being, these guys. I don't get Lion being a lame character. I mean, Lion was a Mantis Kung Fu fighter. He was my guy. 
I love Lion. Yeah. What? No. Oh, Lion is no. Okay. No. <laughs> Not even. Uh, oh. My take on the whole thing is just, you know, they want to, they, they, they're really trying to capitalize hard on this esports thing, and they're trying to hit it from all different angles. And because there's money to be had there, you know, you got, you got scholarships for esports now. They don't pay you shit, but you got scholarship for esports now. So people, like, this is a multi million dollar, you know, thing, and, and they're gonna, they're gonna try to lean that way because that's what, money's got i mean that, that that's that that's where the money is so they needed to get this product out talking about street fighter 5 you know they can worry about story later it's all about getting it out there that way they can start doing the tournaments now i think it's interesting that marvel and capcom are doing something kind of different but by trying to take a separate approach by doing the story but again because i think i think the more with that is they're not trying to go so much more for a a competitive fighting uh arena they're going for the you know we have we have a multi you know billion dollar franchise of movies that we can glean from so the reasons you're not seeing the mutants in in those games is because uh they don't know the rights to them so why put them in a game you know will it sell it will it sell more probably but but if you if you if you're going to can if you're going to have characters from both franchises and have an equal share why bring in characters that you don't really you know give spotlight to, to characters that you don't own or especially now that it's owned by disney it's like that disney doesn't care you know uh oh, sorry sorry disney disney cares you know they're like look you know we're not gonna we're not gonna give them facetime you know in, in our game that we're spending all this time with i mean think about it the the main one of the main characters is ultron ultron just had a movie not too long ago and they're fusing together and all the characters you know are from are from the major film franchises so come on it's it's a no-brainer so um but as far as you know i think people just kind of like you know playing fighting games it's not a i just the new street fighter 5 i didn't think that was a casual experience that's why i never bought it was because like I looked at Street Fighter Five and I saw what they were doing, and it was all lobbies and you know, and the single player. It, it just seemed, it screamed like that is for the tournaments. Period. You know, at, at least with like Super Smash Brothers, that there was a there was a pseudo element of of like fun before it became you know um, a, a, a fighting sort of franchise. When people started. You know, to be able to to use it as a as a launching plan for for fighting games. You know, I I saw that and I was like, okay, you know, you can just play around with your friends and have fun. Oh, there's a skill element to this. People want to watch it. Let's put that on TV or internet. Sure. See, that's you know, I think that's where that's different. But Street Fighter, no. Like I never thought Street Fighter was a casual game that we could just kick you with our friends and play. No, I I didn't I didn't see that. Like Street Fighter Four, yeah. You know, because the the the, the um, competitive gaming, you know, esport gaming for for fighting games wasn't really solidified yet. And so now that it is, and they're able to see that they're able to make money that way, that's where it's going to go. So, like, I'm sorry, there's not going to be that much story anymore. And I loved, like, I watched the story trailer for Ed, and it's like they they tried to like like the, there was like maybe maybe like ten seconds of a story, you know. And that was just to explain. That was just to explain his power sets. You know why he's able to do what he can do, and that was it. You know, so it's mm. like okay. So yeah, it, 
and and it's unfortunate because you have, like I said, Nether Realms and Arxis works that are in the competitive scene. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps not to as big a degree as uh, Street Fighter is with regards to the number of people that are competing in those in those tournaments, but they're big enough to get their own stages on Evo, and they have all those features, which is great. And that's, so, the, that's the thing. I, that's why I can't understand why Street Fighter can't do that. Like I, I don't understand because on the polar opposite, you have you know Injustice, you know, which was which is you know a great game. You know, and it's taking the same thing, a franchise, DC. You know, they have, they have money. They they're really trying to push, you know, their characters because they're they're trying to get their 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 movies out and all that stuff like that. So, so I can understand why there's a little bit more story element, but it, it seems like the fact that you can play through that game solo and just really like enjoy it. Like, I was very like I was like wow and. Like the only reason why I don't really play it as much as I as I want is because I never really got into the Mortal Kombat style of fighting game. That was that's the only reason why you know I never really like and my my mind never grasped it. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I never really played it. But like I'll pick it up on a sale because I want to hear the story. Like I want to see the story as it unfolds. Like I read the comic and so. Uh, so, so I don't understand. I, I think there's many ways to do that, and we've seen, like we've just said, three three different ways how you can, you know, do fighting games. Um, you know, the the one that's specifically for esports, Street Fighter, the one that you know melds the two, which is Injustice, and then and then Capcom, you know, versus Street Fighter, which is just for me, it looks like it's just complete story because I wouldn't, I, I mean, the game, not, even on a at least Street Fighter and Capcom look good. No, sorry, Street Fighter and uh, Injustice look good. I don't know what they're doing for for uh, Capcom versus or Marvel versus Capcom. I mean that, like, it doesn't even look like a good game. Like the way it looks, like just the, the graphics and everything. So I don't know what they're like. I, I know we're not talking about the graphics and, and and how that that looks, but I'm just like I, I can't understand how anyone would want to play that game. Like it does not look good at all. I don't know something about it. Yeah, it looks weird. But, but it, it, it but, does but again, look odd. It, yeah, it does look odd, you know. But but it will still have its its day in the competitive arena because it is a fighting game, and we'll just see how many people gravitate towards it, and if it's uh, well enough to 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 command an audience at an Evo type type an Evo type event. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure it will. It, it, there'll be people that'll be playing it at Evo uh, just because it's a versus game, if nothing else. Uh, but I know, just speaking for myself, I'm going to be all about F- Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I'm not even touching oh. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite at all. Because <laughs> I just check- think it's just going to look, it looks like a infinitely better game, pun intended. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think a lot of people are just kind of um, crit- being critical of these um, cinemas, the st- like the uh, story mode and the graphics in that. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of footage. I haven't taken a lot, of, taken a lot of time to watch the actual gameplay of the game. I didn't check out the demo when it came out E3 time either. So I, I'm more willing to take a look at it. I'm more willing actually to go back to Street Fighter V at some point too on there. There's been rumors that for season three, 
of Street Fighter V that they're going to actually bust up and do Super Street Fighter V and have that be uh, season three of that. So um, there's just rumors and speculation right now. And supposedly it's supposed to be free for owners of Street Fighter V. So in that game retails for a hot 20 bucks. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're able to get in at least on the cheap, because, you know, you know me, I'm always talking about getting in on the cheap <laughs> and going back to a game per se. Um, I know there's a story mode in Street Fighter V now too as well. So, and then, you know, granted I have to dedicate some time to go play something, make time to play the game. But, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily um, counting Street Fighter V out on here, especially if they work on it, um, no matter what characters they might bring out for season two. Um, I can't really make a judgment call, even though I know Ed doesn't look all that great. <laughs> you know, he might play good. Who knows? You know, I can't be judgmental about it. I have to, like, you know, maybe uh, give it a shot because I'm really have never dabbled and played with the game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, with that, we're going to move on into more fighting game discussion with uh, some news that dropped during Evo Weekend. So, Joe, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Some of well, that info. All right. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, they showed more PS4 gameplay and introduced a couple of new characters on there, and that includes the Kara Judea from the uh, Darkstalkers series and Gamora from the Guardians of the Galaxy on there. They showed... Both of those characters, I guess Gamora was announced at the E3 on there, but some gameplay was unveiled at Evo this weekend on there. Jedi, man, crazy that they would bring uh, Darkstalker's character from uh, back in the day. I know what uh, Morgan's in the game, too, as well, you know, because she's part of the Capcom roster. But it's kind of cool that they um, are at least acknowledging Darkstalker's with more than one character, you know, because Morgan's always been like a feature of the versus series on there. She's, I think, been in this in the game since what the, the first game. Uh, I think not she mistaken. has actually. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So and it's good that they're going to pull from that well because I'm a big Darkstalkers fan. I know uh, uh, Ono has always wanted to do a Darkstalkers reboot, and I know that the. Uh, HD remaster uh, that came out for PS3 didn't get as popular as they wanted to, and Capcom kind of killed it off from there to create a new Darkstalkers game. So uh, cool to see that on there. The game comes out on September 19th for both PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. So I'll have to take a wait, uh, hold off and see as far as how the game plays, like we just talked about in the feature on that any of you guys i mean with this new character being announced uh you're still kind of taking the wait and see attitude on marvel versus capcom i'm assuming right the uh infinite that's a hard pass on that sir thank you gotcha <laughs> <laughs> it's all about dbz for me bro yeah and speaking of street fighter 5 street fighter 5 they canceled the uh panel that they were supposed to have uh, Evo. So they still promised some new announcements, which they went ahead and did, and they announced the, some new costumes and stages on there. So get this, you were able to go ahead and part of your season pass, be able to download Ryu's 1994, uh, 1991, excuse me, Temple Roof Stage, the iconic Suzuku Castle, which is a stage in Street Fighter II. 
Also, um, they announced some costumes for um, some of the Street Fighter Three characters, Alex, Ibuki, and also uh, they have a jury outfit from Street Fighter Four as well on there. They also revealed that uh, they are going to bring out the Capcom Pro Tour 2017 Champions Choice costume for only $5.99 and then the Capcom Pro Tour 2017 stage for 10 bucks. 10 bucks for a stage? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Keep in mind that both of these are available as part of the Premier Pass being sold right now for $24.99 on their um, Season 2 Premier Pass will not be available after November. So if you're interested in getting, gaining the characters and also the stages, uh, feel free to um, plunk down your 25 bucks on there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, either you or uh, Desmond's gonna be even thinking about Street Fighter Five, but it's good to mention at least. So that's a hard pass, no. sir. Thank you. Yeah, okay. it's a if they announce Super, and I get Dudley, then maybe, but it, it would only be that that. Again, I love the mechanics of Street Fighter Five. It's just so many other layers that are just so not cool with me and, and a lot of it a lot of it is just is just my own preference I, I just think these season two characters are lame from a design standpoint you know you can have a lame character be well designed i think i uh, think dan, uh, dan well, is dan. one of the is one of the coolest lame characters in in the street fighter universe but in the right hands he destroys everybody you know <laughs> but he's well designed he looks cool you know, so I don't know that 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 that's just me on that one. Gotcha. And next story of note from Evo. Uh, this is something I think you maybe want to talk about a little bit more, Kevin. This is a game that was in your wheelhouse at PSX last December. Um, Omen of Sorrow was playable at Evo 2017. On there, uh, the demo that they had available on the floor included for the game's characters, Kalib, Gabriel. Uh, Zaf Kiel and Vladis Slav, if I could say that. So, <laughs> so this is the fighting game that they showed at Evo that uh, had like uh, um, characters morph into. I believe was it like what uh, wolves or? Can you explain a little bit more? Because I didn't really watch your play around with this too much at at uh, PSX. So, yeah. Well, basically, this is a game that I had a chance to play at uh, PSX last year, and it's by a studio called A1 Games. They're a small indie studio, and uh, they are fans of Darkstalkers and because they saw a void in the fighting game genre uh, for that, they decided to come up with a game of their own. Basically what they're using, they are using, um, uh, what would you call that? Um, what, Unreal Engine 4? No, what do you call it? It's an IP that nobody owns, like uh, Werewolf. Uh, well, like Van Helsing or something like that? Or well, what, what, what do they call that? Rights-free IP? Rights? Uh, anyway, like, yeah, there, there's a term for it that I can he, he specifically like mentioned it. Open source? Yeah, maybe open source IP. Like uh, you can do like uh, have uh, like they have uh, Dr. Jekyll. 
as mm-hmm. one of the playable characters. He's a, and it, you can do that because nobody owns that the the IP to that character. Yeah, the, the character is public domain. Yeah, public domain. Yeah, public okay. domain. That's the that's the phrase I was looking for. And they're basically using public domain monsters to fill this roster that is kind of sort of an homage to Darkstalkers. And I th- I played it, and I was telling the guys, we, I mean, we didn't have, they didn't have arcade sticks, so I really couldn't get into the meat of the game uh, as well as I as well as I would have hoped. But just using a standard Dual Shock. I told the uh, uh, the representative there, and I believe the representative that was there was uh, Felipe Munoz, the uh, the combat designer. I want to say that was him, but again, I have a memory like running water. Um, I told him that I believe you guys have something really special here. Um, there were some things that still needed to be ironed out. Some of the characters, uh, I'm thinking particularly about Gabriel. Some of his normals were a little too OP, but they, I, in my opinion, they had something really special. Graphically, it was impressive, even at that early, I would say, pre-alpha stage uh, uh, slice that they had for PSX. Uh, it was a lot going on the backgrounds. The characters look well-designed, and once they get those extra layers of polish, get the get the hit boxes and and uh, all that that frame you know get get that that those mechanic balancings balancing down i think they're going to have a great game on their hands so uh i actually hope that when i go to when i go to psx this year i'm hoping that they're going to be there again with a uh, uh an updated um version of this game so definitely looking forward to playing it yeah, the game does not have a release date yet, but it's, it is coming out on PlayStation 4. So it sounds like it's a labor of love from uh, that Studio A1 game. So we'll have to see uh, what comes out. At least they have a showing at uh, Evo and are able to at least get the name out there and maybe see if they could get a publisher that's interested possibly into it as well. So you know, maybe they take it to the next level, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. um, Also announced at... Uh, Evo or close to it. Uh, SNK and Code Mystics have teamed up to bring another conversion out for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita uh, from the Neo Geo. And then and the next game that they're uh, going to be bringing out is going to be Samurai Showdown 5 Special on there. So uh, this is the last Samurai Showdown uh, that was actually on the Neo Geo on there. Uh, one of the things about the game is that uh, there was. Uh, brutal bloody overkill moves kind of like fatalities in mortal Kombat, and uh they garnered enough controversy in the arcade at the time back when the game was initially released that uh snk actually at the last minute tried to patch it out which caused some issues with the um aes carts the uh, home carts for the neo geo system and they had to actually have a recall <laughs> to send the games back to have them fixed on there so um but there's never been really a good way to play this game previously samurai showdown 5 initially came out for the original xbox but not special and so um basically this they're looking to get this game out in its original incarnation uh on there so and what makes the game kind of crazy in, in comparison to other games in the Samurai Showdown series is, is because of the fact of the uh, rage gauge 
on there and as far as to be able to, to do the overkill moves and to be able to do the fatalities on there so and it's supposed to be a little bit more faster paced than other games in the series i know like samurai 2 specifically there's always a games of footsies along with you know obviously pulling off a um powerful you know super on there i mean me and desmond have quite a bit of history playing samurai showdown in the past and it's definitely a series that's near and dear to my heart yeah but where's my where's my uh samurai showdown rpg huh huh snk where's that that's the game i want to play uh you never know if that game that game actually i believe it got translated into english but it was a fan translation so that game came out for neo geo cd and playstation one i believe uh so uh hopefully with that thing we talked about last week the um retro game machine what's the name of that thing i forgot off the top of oh my head. the uh polymega Polymega, yeah, that maybe you will be able to play a, a bootleg, a bootleg, a fan translated English version of Samurai Shodan RPG. So it's one of the games that never came out for anything other than Neo Geo CD and also for PlayStation 1. I believe they brought it out on that platform. I know that you would love to see that in English, right, Desmond? Yes, very much so. But it just needs to, like, it, it, it just needs to happen. You know. <laughs> Will it to be? Maybe we'll pony up the money. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. that's why they're that's why they're uh, their dreams and hopes and wishes and dreams. So <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, did someone win that Mega Millions this, this past weekend? I wasn't even sure. I keep thinking so. to myself, it's like Mega Millions. I know like, I didn't. It was like Mega <laughs> Millions. When I really finance a game, like a game project, it's like. Mega Millions, I'll spend it all on a new, on a, a Samurai Showdown <laughs> translation. You know, come on, Mega Millions. This is what yeah. we really need in this life. <laughs> uh, I think you'd be on the beach out in Cancun or somewhere, not worrying about Samurai Showdown RPG. Probably <laughs> not. I just tell, I was fast forward I, after I win, and you guys are all like, so what about that Samurai <laughs> Showdown? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I got oh. champagne and caviar dreams <laughs> to, to work with right now. <laughs> you know, champagne so wishes and caviar dreams. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get the quote right. <laughs> well, Summer Showdown Five Special will be out for PlayStation Four and PlayStation Vita sometime this summer, so it should probably be out in the next what the month, month and a half. You know, summer's almost we'll be over in September, so. I am very much looking forward to playing this. Uh, I am putting some peer pressure for. I, are you going to pick it up, Kevin? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I had to. I had to look at the video to to jog my memory because everything just becomes kind of foggy after two. Because that's that's been my favorite Samurai Showdown for you know two just has a very special place in my heart for me. Oh, but yeah, I remember playing. Five, uh, for whatever reason, I thought it was it was. I kept thinking it was six because because I don't remember six had that made and it took place at a, like a festival. Uh, I I did not like that game at all. That's Summer Showdown Six. That's the yeah. game that just initially just came out for PlayStation Two. Yeah, um, I, I I passed on that like a like a used blunt, but. Uh, <laughs> Five, I'll definitely pick up. Uh, I'll I'll pick it up because it, it seems to me I don't think I ever I can't remember if I ever played. I know I didn't play five special. I know that for sure. 
Yeah, I never but, played five specially. Uh, I played five on Xbox back in the day, but uh, I don't even know if I played five. But from what I'm reading, if it's a mix of uh, Samurai Showdown two kind of spacing and footsies and not being all super combo based and where your strikes are more are more important and getting your those ones and twos as opposed to landing a 50 hit combo uh i'm down for that because i that reminds me more of how two played as yeah. opposed to the the later the later games in the series so yeah i'm, I'm definitely down for that Oh, I don't know. Four. I love four for whatever reason. Four was like my my jam, but two is also good. Three is also good. I love the damn series. <laughs> so that's uh, just me, though. Uh, also, uh, Arc System Works has announced a new project today. Earlier today, they announced uh, Blaze Blue uh, Cross Tag Battle on there, and the encompassing of this particular title is that they're bringing in characters. Uh, from all the games that they developed, meaning Blaze Blue, um, Central Fiction, of course, characters from Persona 4 Arena. Also, this is not a game they developed, but the game that they published, Under Night in Birth EXE, Late ST, the game we talked about last week. And also, they have a guest character named Ruby Rose from um, the anime series Ruby as well that they announced in the trailer today so uh gameplay looks cool just another arc system works jam of course they're super busy between that and doing the dragon ball fighters of course so um what's your guys' opinion you get a chance to check out in the gameplay on this kevin i know you're a big fan of their titles so i have not seen the trailer because i've been watching the watching evo proper so i haven't been following any news this weekend yeah, but uh, I'll definitely I'll 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 buy it. I mean, oh, it's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be out I'm on console in 2018. It looks like it's not even an arcade title. It's going to come out strictly for consoles. But uh, you know, I think it's good that fact that how popular Persona is that uh, Arc System Works is able to kind of uh, cross that fandom over for the blaze blue series and and be able to maybe get some new eyes on the series you know i think that's a, that's a good thing for sure so mm-hmm. okay and another game that i've been always kind of keeping an eye on there was like an april's full video that came out that showed uh, a fighting game from arica arica if you don't know is a um associated with capcom uh the head of arica um developed the uh, street fighter ex series in fact in fact one of the one of the guys the director of the street fighter ex series was actually on the original street fighter and street fighter 2 team on there um that they basically announced a new game at evo today it doesn't have a title yet it's called mysterious fighting game <laughs> you know so they still haven't settled on a um name for it but uh the big thing about the trailer that they showed today is that they showed some characters from Street Fighter EX on that. So they showed uh, Skullomania and uh, Darwin on there. So And uh, both of those characters were featured in the EX series prominently on there. Uh, love me some Skullomania. <laughs> Darwin is like the uh, kind of the like – he kind of looks like uh, – Cross between Zangief and Karnov, if you can believe that or not. So, <laughs> so, but I am very interested to see what Arika can uh, come up with and uh, see is because for take it for what it's worth, I love the EX series. I think the EX series for was a 
great version of 3D Street Fighter, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys have love for that. Skullmania. Uh, Skullmania, yes, yeah, of I course. Loved, I loved his backstory. He was just his yeah. backstory was wild. So I, I've always had a, I've always had a huge like you know big heart for him and his in his character and just you know the, the whole, like he was a crazy guy and liked superheroes and wore costumes, sort of like Common Rider. So. Yeah, Skullamania was my uh, was was my boy. He was my jam, and that that little head roll thing he'd do, jump at you with his head, spin around, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, the, well, the backstory to the game that's uh, announced today, Skullamania says, after finding reemployment in a very good position, he is living a productive life as a salary man. However, he's troubled by the fact that he has no recollection. <laughs> Over the recent Skullamania appearances, that doubt has given birth to new powers. He has a pet dog named Porcho. So, I cannot is, wait. I cannot wait for the dolls, for that dog, and the dog's go. See that? That's okay. I'm I'm in it to win it. Bring it. Bring it. Yes. Yes. Get this game announced. Get the damn game out there. Decide on what to do. It was first shown, like I said, on April first on there. So it's gonna be a PlayStation Four uh, launch, and will be launching simultaneously in. North America, Europe, and Japan in 2018. They're going to do a playable beta server test at the end of 2017 as well. On there, hopefully, we get to see this at PSX at the end of the year. I think that would be a wonderful thing. Wonderful, wonderful thing for sure. So, (laughs) I sunk many an hour into Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha on the original PlayStation over at uh, my homie Damon's house. I remember. My character was Dockrin Dark. The guy oh, Dockrin Dark was. Yeah, he was. He was the shiz. Uh, He's the one with the, with, the, with the trip wires, right? Yeah, he was like the special ops guy with the trip wires and the and the C four. <laughs> I, I loved using that character, and I was at Damon's house till like three in the morning. We had gotten to the point where we could we're trying to beat Puma. Because we had gotten to the end, and uh, I can't was Bison the end guy or the the, the regular end guy in that game? I want to. I think it was. I think it was Bison. And then Akuma comes out, does his raging demon on him, and we spent forever and a day trying to beat Akuma because he would bust out with that uppercut to save the world at at any time. <laughs> At any time, and so Darker and Dark, we were just past the controller back and forth. Neither one of us had a uh, had a fight stick uh, at the time, so we were just going off the standard uh, PS4 controller. And I think I was the one that actually beat Akuma that that night or that morning. <laughs> so, so yeah, much love for this for the e for for EX. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing so, that game. So I guess the um, I, I don't know where this is coming from, but Polygon was was talking about how how it was like an April Fool's joke and it's actually a real thing and and it's it's a real thing and it's coming. So people are all happy, but I guess they're they're the in the in the press it's called the, the, there there's no name for it yet, but the but the press has kind of dubbed it or it's, it's the name is mysterious fighting game. You know, um, open like, parentheses title undecided. Like I think that should be the name of the game, <laughs> <laughs> mysterious fighting game title undefined. And like you have, you have to like go around and find out exactly what's going on with every character. Like everyone doesn't know what's happening. Wouldn't that be cool? It's like you know, as as you play the game, they learn 
that they unlock newer moves because they're like I'm, I'm remembering who I am and then at the mm. end of the game you fight the you fight it and they find out like it's you, you've been on Street Fighter and it turns into this weird like Japanese game show <laughs> that they had to fight each other like I had no idea so, so you have a mix of like um, Saw and like a Japanese game show <laughs> with Street Fighter that would be pretty cool. They need to hire me. That'd be yeah, awesome. Kind of like a break, breaking the fourth wall type yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I don't think they would do that. But still, I think that would be really bizarre to have like a, a Saw-type Japanese game show mixed with like a, a Street Fighter <laughs> Street Fighter game. <laughs> bizarre. I don't know. Hopefully Capcom will throw them a bone and let them use at least one or two Street Fighter characters, hopefully. And then uh, we'll have to see if Cracker Jack makes it back in. Mr. Cracker Jack was I like Cracker Jack, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. The baseball bat. Pop. You know it, man. I mean, just seeing this game and just seeing the wacky characters and just the, that that reminiscence about the, the EX series just... Capcom needs a new rival schools like now. Like they need, they need to bust out new rival schools. 100% I'm sorry. Agree. Yes, uh, they they could draw upon their well of I, uh, IP in their back catalog, and I think Dark Sulkers is one. But also, yeah, definitely, rival schools needs a revisiting. At least you know, bring out rival schools and uh, Project Justice as a, like a HD remaster or something, you know. You know, rival, rival schools and EX crossover. You know, I, <laughs> I'd be down for that. <laughs> we'll I would see. definitely be down for that. You know, uh, it, it will print money, Capcom. Come on. Come on, Capcom. You at least get three <laughs> sales. You'll at least get three, <laughs> three confirmed sales. On yep. <laughs> at least so. And then last but not least, at the Evo, um, during the live stream for Tekken 7, they did have a... a unveiling of a another character that's coming out as part of the season pass and lo and behold it's geese howard from snk's fatal fury and king of fighters series on there so so just like yes. akuma busting in, in tekken 7 mr geese is busting his moves in tekken 7 as well which is very much, very much appreciated. So that, that trailer this, was so dope. But if, if this is keeping with, if this is keeping with what's going on, because first we had Akuma, now we have Geese. Are only the villains going to be in Tekken? Because what's another villain that they could do? Another fighting game villain that they could use for this? For 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 this? Well, who that? Because I was thinking about it. I was like, we have, you know, Akuma. He's a villain, you know, in Tekken. And we have that's for, that's Capcom. Now we have SNK. Like, what's another one? Do we get a villain from like from another series? Like, uh, what are the other good fighting games where they could have a, another villain? Uh, would it be um, what's the new? No, I was thinking about some something another like Virtual Fighter. Can we get like a villain from Virtual Fighter now from like Sega? What? Dural? I mean, Dural's the in boss in Virtual Fighter. Usually, it's that glowy, silvery robot with all the moves of all the fighters which to me would be crazy but <laughs> because you imagine that like if, again keeping with what's going on and they're pulling all these villains from other fighting fighting franchises like who are some other villains that 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 would be really cool to to show up in Tekken 7 i mean that's like i'm really like excited to see what's going on like what's going to happen what to see you have any suggestions kevin of a, a Maybe villain a villain from dead or alive 
Uh, what was that? That would be amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I can't remember her name. Uh, I think she wasn't. She kind of like a like a like a superpowered being that take different forms of different characters. Yeah, I believe so. It's almost yeah. like a homage to Doral. Yeah, so. yeah. So maybe, maybe that's the only one I. That's the only one I can think of. Maybe, uh, uh, or you could get maybe Amakusa from Samurai Showdown. Or the, uh, what's the it? The Wizard the Nightmare from uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, yeah. Nightmare, maybe. Uh, or, gosh. or what? No, what's the what's the one from Street? Uh, not Street Fighter. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, the first one. Shinro. Yeah. Shinro. One of those two, you know, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. the wizard, the wizard. Uh, oh, the wizard guy, yeah. Uh, Shang, something another. Shang uh, Long. Jin Long, yeah. No, no, no Shang no. Long was that that was that goof character that EGM did. You must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance. No, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of Shang. You're thinking of uh, uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, Shang Tsung. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, but I think that'd be really yeah. cool <laughs> to, to show up with another villain you know, to show up in Tekken 7. I think that would be really cool. Like, keep keep it up. You know, keep it up. Um, I, I'm excited. Yeah, well, that's all the news from Evo. I was going to say I was hoping for some Soul Calibur announcements, but, you know, hey, we'll keep hoping, 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 hoping. So, on that, any other um, thoughts on Evo, Kevin, Desmond? Um, I've been enjoying what I what I've seen up to this point as we're recording the show. I believe the Street Fighter. F- uh, well, they might be in. Uh, what time is it now? Oh well, the Street Fighter Five uh, finals are supposed to be starting. Uh, the Marvel versus Capcom ones are either ending right now or about to end. I don't know, uh, but uh, Street Fighter Five uh, they always end it with Street Fighter, so. Uh, the final, the final eight are getting ready to duke it out for Evo World Champion. So, and we're here with you, listeners. We're here with you. <laughs> yes. so we love you that much. That's called sacrifice, people. <laughs> Sacrificing. Let's we'll watch it later on YouTube. More <laughs> sure <laughs> So, I'm actually more curious to see if if they have some intriguing announcements for this for street fighter five almost as much as almost more so than i am for seeing the seeing the finals <laughs> particularly since they canceled their uh their forum for their street fighter forum for this year so definitely curious to see what they what what they have to say if they have something to say um like I said, I'm not playing the game anymore. I'm not happy with you know what they're doing with the game right now, but wouldn't mean I, I wouldn't go back to it if some significant uh, additions or change, changes were, were to be made. So, or if you listeners maybe want to play Street Fighter Five and put that peer pressure on Kevin, <laughs> well, I'll have to see to get y'all into some Blaze Blue or some. Uh, um, some, some, well, I'll be on Dragon Ball Z Fighters for sure. So will I. That's, <laughs> that no, is... that game looks, that game looks amazing. Like, I'm really, yeah. like, stoked for it. I'm like, let's yes. do this. And I'm indifferent about Dragon Ball right now. I hate to say it, but I'm indifferent, so. <laughs> well, you I'll see how it plays. all that into the franchise to the, the, the. Oh, no. Not at all. So, yeah. me, 
Dragon Ball is 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 to me what One Piece is to you. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you got it. All right. Well, we do have some other news to kind of get into. We'll do our usual news section, of course. Um, first thing that got uh, announced that caught my eye this week, um, Xseed announced on their s- Twitch stream of Zai, uh, two that they're going to be bringing E7 to PC via Steam on there. So it's like a surprise announcement because this game only came out for the PSP back in 2010, and um, it was only released for the PC in China back then. And it's, this is not actually a port of that particular version of the game. They actually commissioned uh, another software house to actually convert the game to PC and onto Steam on there. So the game will be out sometime this summer on that. The game will run at 60 frames a second with a resolution as high as possible for a PSP port on there. Hopefully it's a 1080p on there. Um, played this game a little bit on the PSP and it is quite good as all the games in the E series is. So um, looking forward to uh, picking this up once it is announced and uh, comes out for PC on that. With the Ease 8 coming out early September, it's definitely something that I think Xseed is looking to kind of piggyback on uh, the upcoming release of that game uh, for PS4 and for PC on that. So definitely keep an eye out for it. It's a great action RPG, and I've always been a big fan of the series. So um, Kevin, Desmond, maybe think about checking out the series at all? Or um, I know we talked about this before a little bit. So I mean, I might. I mean, I'm not. I am not. Um, I'm not saying no. I know you're picking up. I'll see how it looks at your house when I hang out with you. There you I'll, go. I will, uh, I will do that then. No, it, it, should, it should garner your full pre-order dollar, in my humble opinion. But yeah, you can check it out in my house. So, <laughs> so uh, next thing that kind of caught my eye this week that kind of got announced, the official release date of Sundered got unveiled. It's coming out on July 28th on both PlayStation 4, Steam, uh, Humble Store, Origin Twitch, and you play PC. So all your PC uh, distribution centers on there, along with the PlayStation 4. Um, Thunder Lotus Games, to celebrate the upcoming release of this game, made their last game, Jotun, available on um, both Steam and also on other um, PC software stores for free and you go on steam right now and grab this game for free um i don't know if you have a chance to check out jotun but uh they had a great art style that they kind of carried over the sundered it's metal it is metal yes so it's a metroidvania um great art style Uh, i played a little bit of psx this last december on there um the game will also have procedurally generated dungeons making challenge a challenge for players to travel from point a to point b on there i have already thrown my psn bucks and pre-ordered this thing uh it is 10 percent off on the psn store if you do decide to pre-order it's uh, 17.99 versus 19.99 on there uh kevin you remember playing this game at psx right Yes, I did, and I enjoyed it a lot. I thought the combat, particularly the combat and the uh, how the character can kind of, I don't even know if it's an evade. It, 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 he's got like a dash, an aerial dash that can be either offensive or defensive. I really like that mechanic. 
the art style, like you mentioned, was just absolutely amazing. It's very, it's my it's my type of game. You give me combat mechanics that I can sink my teeth into, and uh, intriguing mechanics to go along with uh, with that in the in the Vania style. I, I'm down. Yeah, it, it does feature a protagonist named Ash who has found herself trapped in the mysterious world of demons and horrors on there. What you'll have to do is make choices pertaining to what type of character uh, Ash will turn out to be on there. Will you resist or embrace the powers that you are gaining on there? So, And um, the boss battles look crazy. The bosses are like full screen bosses, you know, so uh, great art style. Um, they it's all hand drawn, which is crazy. But the the producer was talking to us at PSX and just telling us that it was a I think what three or four people that are um, responsible for doing the drawing in the in the game. Kevin, I forgot yeah, the whole about three people. Three people, yeah. And so kind of a labor of love on there. So definitely to check out Joe Ten if you get a chance. It's it's for free. So I mean, pull up your Steam browser and and. Click on it so you could go and download it for free. It's it's in the Norse mythology type of wheelhouse on okay. that. So, and other things that caught my eye this week, uh, there was a little bit more screenshots shown, and this is a game I haven't heard of before. So, it's coming from a, a development team called Granzella. On there, it's called City Shrouded in Shadows. It's uh, being released by Namco Bandai out in Japan, at least. Uh, hopefully, it does come out for the U.S. But uh, Grandzilla, if you didn't know, is an offshoot of Irem. Irem was the former developer of all sorts of cool games, like back in the 80s and 90s, including like R-Type, um, Gun Force. There's a, quite a bit of uh, games that Irem was known for on there um another game that they were known for was the uh disaster report series on there i don't know if any of you two had a chance to play the disaster report games on the ps2 or not but the whole premise is that you're surviving like earthquakes and natural disasters and what you would do in a particular scenario yeah. and what happened yeah a friend of mine actually uh had it and i played and his copy of it it was a very interesting game <laughs> Yeah, and the premise actually, um, Disaster Report 3 was supposed to come out, but the, the week it was supposed to come out in Japan was the same time that the uh, earthquake happened. The big earthquake uh, happened quite a few years ago. And so, and since the game was premise dealt with earthquakes, obviously the game never came out. But uh, that game is actually in the process of being uh, released uh, for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. But in they had a chance to work on this game as well, City Shrouded in Shadows. And the whole premise of the game is that you play as a character, as, as a male or female in Tokyo, that you're running away trying to survive a big monster battle. So they have uh, monsters, including uh, definitely one that looks like Mothra. They have another game that looks like uh, Ultraman. And basically you're trying to get out of disaster um disaster enabled tokyo on there and trying to escape from the uh total carnage and destruction of of uh big kajus just battling in the city <laughs> so that's the premise of the game it's kind of almost like a, a subgenre or like a, a side story of disaster report and what's was cool in the game too is that uh they have some police 
in the game from the anime series Pat Labor on there. And they have like vehicles and uh, uh, mecha from the Pat Labor series in the game <laughs> to be able to <laughs> uh, help you out and try to get you out of the disaster area of these uh, giant kaju, like, you know, like a Mothra, Godzilla, you know, Ultraman, just battling and destroying Tokyo on there. So it's a whole story premise, too, as far as being able to um, escape. So, so thought it was interesting. Any thoughts, you guys? I I never played the... Um... The the what, that those games those the disaster disaster uh, reports disaster report titles I was yeah. always kind of curious about them but I never I never I never <laughs> bothered to try and make the investment to actually get in get into them uh, this sounds pretty interesting because you know you have that I think there could be some very interesting gameplay mechanics employed with you when you've got the kaiju going at it in the middle of the city. Um, I think that could there could that could be some very awesome set pieces yeah. uh, within the environment that you're going to have to uh, traverse. So, and there, you know, who doesn't want to play a game with giant monsters fighting in it? You know, so I'm kind of interested in this just from the standpoint of the kaiju being in it, because there is some potential to add some very unique and huge uh, uh, environmental pieces to the game. So that, that, that intrigues me. I just yeah, like, there's... I just like geometry that gets blown up and destroyed like <laughs> in games. No, seriously. I think there's something about watching something blow up and in a game and either being part of it or making it happen. just feels very gratifying. I don't know. That's why I think, you know, people are so excited for like crackdown, you know, so it's like, yay, we want to be able to blow shit up, you know, to show how like powerful it is or just to, like see things be blown up around you. Like, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool concept. Yeah, I'm looking at one screenshot right now and they basically have Ultraman in the damn game fighting and you're just sitting there watching two <laughs> Ultraman and the protagonist just sitting there battling, just like trying to get out of the way basically so you you have to control your player um the city under attack and you have to try to survive and there's actually a whole story based on the character you play and then there's a almost like a japanese drama like <laughs> kind of running throughout the uh, thread in the game too as well so uh, i'm hoping that uh, Bando namkai gets this game released at some point in the u.s on there so this is almost like you're, pl you're not pl super powered you're just some random japanese guy or gal <laughs> basically trying to escape <laughs> trying to survive <laughs> yeah basically so all right and next um news story kind of caught my eye which we kind of play off our discussion last week about Final Fantasy twelve on that at um, Japanese publisher Psy Games has released released a new batch of screenshots in the trailer of a game called The Lost Order. It's an upcoming mobile game being developed by Platinum Games on there. So the game is being directed by Final Fantasy XII's um, story director um, Matsumi Matsuno and the art director is uh, Akiko Yoshida which is also um, someone that has worked on Vagrant Story, many Final Fantasy games, the Bravely Default series, and also Near Autonoma as well on there. And last but not least, uh, there is a 
person from Platinum Games, Inaba, who's also working on it as the producer. So, so I had the chance to kind of check out some of the screenshots, um, check out some of the art design in the game on there. Um, it's coming out for both iOS and also Android. Nothing has been announced yet regarding as far as any sort of uh, translation into uh, at least Western audiences, but uh, if there's enough of... Uh, clamoring for it i'm assuming they would go ahead and uh release it on there and, you know in japan at least they're having an open beta right now on android and ios on there the art looks absolutely gorgeous it looks like a, uh, a turn-based rpg from what i've seen on there i don't know if you guys are checking out the screenshots right now but uh, definitely something to keep an eye out for and platinum developing it Aye, aye, aye. I mean, mm. I know that you would prefer Platinum to probably de- be developing console games, right, Kevin? I'm assuming, but... Uh, well, I mean, come on. No matter... It's just a different mindset. Mobile games in Japan are big money, you know? Yeah. Because people... Like, it, it's just different cultures. You know, Japanese people, like, they leave the house. They go outside. They play. They, they mingle. Like, where people get together and hang out, you know? Like, that doesn't really happen that much you know from what i understand about, about the japanese culture it's like they just they, they have you know small places i mean they have big places too but it's just you know having people over like i don't think that that happens as much as people as people think you know so having a a console you know might for my opinion might be a very solitary kind of thing um how so to kind of hit a market like that you gotta you gotta you know make stuff that's going to appeal to a brighter a broader audience and and like i i hate i hate that it's on a mobile phone like that it's a mobile game like i really don't like that but you know at some point we got to at least in my opinion we got to embrace the future and they they stand to make a lot more money on mobile than they do just selling like a retail game honestly you know yeah it's happening i mean i know with Mistwalker, the developers of uh, lost odyssey blue dragon uh that's uh the sakaguchi's um team for, uh the former like one of the main developers of final fantasy the original final fantasy uh they've been working on uh their mobile game on there so and uh, it's came, actually came out in the U.S. and uh, tried to pay a little bit of attention to it, but uh, I gotta kind of have to think differently. I'm thinking at some point to be able to kind of get my prejudice against uh, mobile games out the door. If it's a good game, it's a good game, regardless of the platform it's on. You know, so on there. So, but it's turn-based, so I'm likely out. But it. it in all honesty, a turn-based RPG is probably the only type, only style of game that, other than an endless runner, that's going to translate well for a mobile device, in my opinion. Depends on how it plays, yeah. The, yeah. the game from... I don't like virtual consoles. Like, it's very hard. But but now they're selling those... those um, uh, those controllers that you can hook up to your phones now. So I ain't putting a controller on my phone. Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Not you know, doing it. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way, and folks are gonna be like, "There's the, there's the will." People got wills now. They gonna make, they gonna make it work, Kev. They gonna make it work. <laughs> uh, more power to them. I ain't slapping a controller on my phone. I, I, I'm just, my phone is my phone. It, it is not my gaming device. That's why I got a Vita for. 
I don't know. I always maybe, romantic. Maybe a D two DX in a few weeks, but <laughs> I, I kind of romanticized the Sony phone, the Xperia phone that came with the um, little thing to hook up a DualShock Four to it. You could actually like bring a DualShock Four and actually be playing remote play on your Sony Xperia phone, which is nuts. So <laughs> that to me is a little bit more digestible than putting my phone into this funky contraption to Doc. give it buttons and yeah. and you know control you know and analog sticks or digital pad it, it, it i'm 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 an old dinosaur folks you know i'm an old <laughs> man i'm set in my gaming ways and uh you know me and change are not the best of friends so <laughs> that's that is just the standpoint i come from you know you know <laughs> well keep an eye out for lost order for sure um it's one of the two games that uh, platinum's working on with Psy games the other game uh, they are working on a console game for grand blue fantasy which is a mobile game a very popular mo mobile game in japan that uh, they actually commissioned platinum games to actually create an actual console game based on the characters in the game so on that and they're working on that as well so platinum is busy on there so that's how they fund those passion projects that I want to see on console. So um, make their money how they how they get it. Just speaking of platinum, we it's not in the outline, but uh, they have at least lately have come up with their own Japanese Twitter account, and a couple of things that they've shown on their Japanese Twitter account was. Uh, picture of bayonetta with red and blue uh the same colors of the switch icons or the joy counts uh and also uh kind of teased a um kind of drawing of uh a wonderful one-on-one uh, for the switch as well so so who knows if those are both in the cards as ports for the switch but uh something you guys would be excited to see wonderful one-on-one or bayonetta on the switch I played yeah. Wonderful 101 on the Wii U. It played controlled terribly. Oh, I go. I couldn't I couldn't figure out the controls were just horrible. Um, so if they can iron that out, I thought the premise of it was dope, but the controls were just terrible. Uh, yeah. Bayonetta, you know, I bought Bayonetta originally on 360. I I bought the sequel on Wii U, I bought it again on Steam. What's one more? It, it's just a fantastic game. I'm thinking so, they'll probably bring out Bayonetta 2 on the Switch if they do bring it out. So mm -hmm. I got Did no you? problem. Got no problem with that. I know you do not. So <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing that kind of caught my eye this week: uh, Nino Kune 2. Unfortunately, Revenant Kingdom has been delayed a little bit. No! Originally, it's supposed to come out in November. It's going to be uh, released on January 19th. Boo. For both PS4 and PC. On there, the, the, the delay is also for Japan and also for the U.S. Um, they had a video accompanying the sh uh, announce the uh, delay and an apology from the uh, director of uh, Level 5, uh, Akira Hiro Hino. On there, he also explained too in the video that there was a misunderstanding in the E3 interview uh, that the game was supposed to include multiplayer gameplay, and actually the game's only a single-player game. And so they made it a point in the announcement that they announced the delay that this kind of cleared the air that the game is only a single-player game; it's not a multiplayer game. So 
to make that point known. I didn't think it would be meant for multiplayer anyway. Actually, think of a uh, action RPG of that nature. So, but uh, looking forward to it still once it does come out. So, oh yeah. oh yeah, on it, game does look gorgeous. We'll have to see the you know proofs in the way it plays. It could look as beautiful as all get out, but. If it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. So I, I could probably throw a double entendre or something in there, but I'm not going to. So, and then last but not least, uh, this week, um, Sony did announce a bundle for Destiny 2, just like they have done always in the past. Um, this time they are bringing out a PlayStation 4 Pro in white. On here, and I was kind of disappointed just over the simple fact that uh, it's just the plain white PS4 Pro on there. No Destiny artwork on the uh, f- top of the console. But um, if you're looking to pick up a PlayStation 4 Pro, we don't have one in your uh, console library, you can go and pick up that. Plus, Destiny 2 comes packaged in with the system for $449.99 on September 6th. On there it comes with uh, a copy of Destiny 2, a one terabyte hard drive, and a matching white DualShock 4 as well. So the, the copy of Destiny 2 that's included in there includes the expansion pass. So you'll have all the digital contents that are exclusive for the PlayStation 4 So on your Destiny 2. So I know, I know you were kind of stoked about it, right, Desmond, a little bit? White Pro, do you like the color white? You're killing me, Joe. <laughs> you are killing me with that. I thought, because at first I was like, oh, it's going to be cool. You know, it's going to be like, cause I thought it would be like, you know how it says um, on the Destiny, it's, it sort of has the picture of like the um, the characters and it's kind of washed out and it says like two, the big two. So like, I thought it was going to be like yeah. decorated or something or have like kind of a, a Destiny emblem or something that yeah. makes it stand out. But if you're just giving me a bone white PS pro i'm good like i'm i'm good you know i don't see like I give me something this. a little bit more you know I'm, I'm i I, i'll be the i've been the odd man out all episode i'm gonna i'm gonna say i kind of want this really oh wow <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. yeah i do Dang. i think i think the pro looks hot in that color it it, it does really? i have okay. no reason i have no reason I mean, look, if y'all can buy 80 different 3DSs, ain't nothing different about them. <laughs> That's true. Color. That's true. Uh, You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, oh. probably the number of DSs y'all done purchased in so many different colors, you could probably get two pros. <laughs> uh, I I kind of want this, and I, I'm hoping that there are some flipping opportunities that can be made thanks to uh, certain major retailers. Uh, that would allow me to get it. <laughs> I, I think you already have the uh, amount that you need to buy this thing. So I do, but I I don't want to give up either my Switch or my uh, 2DS either. Uh, yeah, me and yeah, you are yeah. in the same boat. I'm kind, of sort of, I'm kind of sort of, you know, if I if I were to get this, I'd pass on the on the Bone X one or One X Bone X Double X. <laughs> Super the greatest, but uh, I I I, I kind of sort of want this, and I have no need for it. I understand that. I know I don't need it. I've already got a PlayStation 4 Pro that's working just fine. Uh, 
but I think it looks kind of hot and white. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Wow. Oh, that's cool. All right. So you want to transition us out to what we've been playing? So games that we've been playing. Um, I'll go ahead and kick this one off because my list is short. Uh, Persona 5, obviously. Um, I'm in the I'm in Konoshiro's palace, getting ready to take him down. I've also been playing uh, a little bit more Next Machina, not nearly as much as I'd like to. That man, that game is is thumb breaking hard, but it's so much fun. Um, and also on the PC, I've been still playing uh, River City Ransom Underground. Uh, Y'all know how I feel about my Kunio Kun games, and this. This game is just it's just so it's really fun. It's really good. And it's a lot more technical than you would expect. Um, a lot more technical than you would expect. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah, you can button mash to get through, but I like getting all get a, getting all the meat and potatoes out of my beat 'em up mechanics as I can. Uh, so I am thoroughly enjoying that game and making my way through that story. And uppers Oh my god! It I really, really hope they do an English translation of this game because, again, it has its faults with the AI and its difficulty level. But man, does this game have so much style! It, it it's it's got per, almost Persona Five levels of style and flair in its presentation, and its mechanics are are rock solid as well. Um, it was money well spent in importing this game uh, through Amazon. I absolutely love it. Beating people up, going super saiyan when girls give you panties is just... Uh, it, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, it, it's it, that term. Like, I never thought, you know, I'd hear that. But, <laughs> oh, well, sure. It, it, it is absolutely re- total ridiculous. You know, as only... Uh, games from from the japanese culture can do but it is you know it's not our neediest sarkeesian anita sarkeesian approved so keep that in mind but it is absolutely one of the best beat-em-ups i've played in past i'd say the past couple years uh just from its presentation just from its presentation alone it it, it it's just it's freaking fantastic so uh I'm, I'm glad you make that distinction that's awesome so because when you say when you say uppers it's like you don't want to get misconstrued that you're like taking like meth or something so, no I mean, yes yeah. well when my wife gives me her panties i go super saiyan stop too, it so. <laughs> this is a family show and usually PG. when my wife gives me her panties, I fold them and put them in the drawer. That's usually what happens. You're a good husband. That's the only time I'm getting. Because you're a good husband. I'm I like getting. that. Yes. <laughs> well, since I spoke up, I might as well talk about what I've been playing this week. Um, we got online last night and played a little bit of Zombie Army Trilogy, three players. So all three hosts of this wonderful podcast got together and got through the first uh, mission in Zombie Army Trilogy. So 
Um, no, that so, game. <laughs> what do you guys have to say about the game? I know I talked about it last week a little bit. and still have been enjoying playing it, but I could definitely see it to where multiplayer might be the way to go to play this thing. Um, I might decide to play a single player just to try to pass all four, but um, is this something you guys want to continue to play together? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Do our timing a little better, but other than, yeah, like our coordination needs to be a little better. But other than that, yeah, I had a lot of fun. We were working in unison. It really, like, we were getting through shit. Like, we were like, we were doing it. Like, we were, you know. I, I think the real, the best thing about that, number one, is the first time that we played it, Joe. I had friendly fire on, and I think that made that a little bit more difficult because <laughs> I was just yeah. like, hey, let's do friendly fire. That'll be fun. Ha ha ha. No, it wasn't. So. Joe hosted the game and he took off the friendly fire and it was a lot. It wasn't, let me say it was easier because it was still pretty difficult, but it was because the more people play the, the harder the game ramps up. So, um, so on that note, it was just, you know, and Kevin hadn't played before. So he was, are you, yeah, he hadn't played before, right, Kevin? No. See, so Kevin was, so Kevin was, was, was getting the hang of it. I had played, but I did definitely hadn't played as, as uh, much as Joe, though. I still, you know, got a higher combo than him, but hey, you know that happens. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, you got you got a higher score, yeah, because uh, <laughs> you were all Mister Explosive and laying out all the like uh, pipe bombs and everything. That's right, you gotta you know, blow these zombies up, you know. So it was fun. It, it was it was it, it was fun, and I definitely would like to play it again. I would love to get a fourth player. So like Al, if you want to play, or anybody else who's listening, if you guys want to play, that'd be great. It's a four player co op game. I think having four players would be really good um just learning just learning like where to like funnel and and knowing you know where zombies are going to go you can kind of like strengthen your 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 defenses and just it's a fun game resource management though is real it is real you guys but i i I enjoyed it when i played for sure i i I thought it was fun there are some issues with hit detection i would agree with that 100 percent there are some hit issues with hit detection because I know I several times I've been shooting zombies dead in the head and they acting like what? <laughs> you know, so hit detection could be a little bit better, but I will say it's a very fun game. Uh, it is also I'm also interested in looking into the Sniper Elite. Yep. Games that this game uh, spawned from. So I'm going to be looking into maybe getting getting. I don't know if I'll. So do they all take place in World War II, or do they take do some of them take place in modern era? Because I know nothing about the series. take place in World War II. They all take place in World War II. Yeah, various they've all taken fraction. place in. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. oh, Sniper Elite Four is based out of Italy. I think three. I'm not sure where where the uh, campaign is at per se, but they all are based uh, World War II. So. Yeah, I like okay. the gun mechanics too. I think the gun mechanics are fun. Save the hit, detect, hit detection. Again, though, I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, was this game a full? Like, I thought this game was only like a PSN game. So I think there was just something they kind of all put together. They were just like, "Hey, let's do a zombie mode," and then they kind of did a zombie mode. And they kind of threw a game together with 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 the um with the mechanics from the other games. So yeah, like, yeah. I mean, basically, it's like Sniper Elite. Zombie Army trilogy is like uh, it was initially released as like almost like a uh, like a side See, jam. I mean. So I think yeah. this is kind of one of those things where we're like, eh, we'll we'll put this together, we'll get some money, people will love it, let's do it. So that's why I'm kind of like, I can give this one a bit of a pass, definitely. And I got it for like super cheap on a sale, so 
and then it's fun. It's a fun game. Yeah, so I'll definitely be looking into the Sniper Elite series, either four or maybe three, since they both seem to take two of them take place in different theaters. I mean, the same theater, same theater, different, uh, different areas, different yeah. locations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what else I've been playing this week? Uh, playing a gank load of Diablo 3 this weekend. It's a double XP weekend. I didn't know when I was playing on Friday. I didn't realize, wow, I'm gaining levels like crazy. And then I realized I went to the um, little screen that showed as far as any promotions, anything going on. And it's double XP weekend. I wanted to take my character. I'm still in chapter one of the, the story for, for my uh, monk. And literally, I'm level 51 now, and I think I was level like 21 or 22 when I started this weekend. So uh, it was just like leveling up like crazy. So so enjoy what I play. Sometimes Diablo 3 can get a little bit mind-numbing, you know. So earlier, I was fully awake, sat down, played Diablo 3, and after like 20, 30 minutes, I felt like I want to go take a nap or something, <laughs> which is not something you can want to say about a game. But uh, Diablo 3 is kind of... It's something where you could actually put on, play, and, uh, you know, it's a great game to play. But at the same time, I know you, Kevin, you said something before about the series where um, there's not a lot of variation in the combat. There is combat because you're fighting off, like, various waves of monsters. But at the same time, it's like, you know, basically holding down the X button and then throwing your different uh, powers in there and everything. And sometimes it could get kind of relaxing to play. It's like a, it's a chill game for sure. So, I mean, I did die once during my forays this weekend, so that didn't uh, bode well. You know, uh, only time I really die in Diablo 3 is when the treasure goblins come out, and I'm, like, ignoring all the enemies attacking me on stage so I could get that damn treasure goblin before he um, teleports Priorities, out. Priorities, Joe. Priorities. I know. <laughs> I know it's the only time I died and it seems like the only time I die in the game ever I'm playing on an expert and the only time I ever die is because I'm chasing down that damn treasure gnome it's like seeing Lucky the Leprechaun like from Lucky Charms or something <laughs> so it's like damn I want my loots so I've um, also been playing Borderlands the pre-sequel still, uh, still enjoying that uh, also, Super Mario Brothers 2 on the 3DS. Did play some Dragon Quest VIII uh, for the first time in like about three to four weeks. So I'm getting back in the flow, getting that one done. So, so, and that's all I've been playing this week. So, Desmond? Uh, Final Fantasy 12, Zodiac Age. That is all. I have not played anything else. That is the, uh, well, save Zombie Trilogy. But then I, like, I was like, they kind of were like, Come and play with us. Just, come on, you can play that game anytime. Well, Joe was. And I was like, fine. So then I played, you know, for, for like a couple hours with them. And then I kind of like stealth left. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> My <laughs> the, the game crashed. I got to go. <laughs> Booty back up. Final Fantasy. <laughs> I stayed at the party, though. We chatted still. but Yeah. It's all yeah. good. And what you've been enjoying about Final Fantasy? Can you articulate a little bit as far as what's? I can definitely articulate. Um, I have never, I have <laughs> never uh, played the, I never played the original one, and I really like the director. and And I thought I was not going to like the fighting. Uh, I thought I was not going to like the fighting because of the whole gambit things, and you basically input it. And um, it's funny because I find myself micromanaging my, my team, saying, like, you know, oh, I want you to do this. But you're not doing that. So, and they give you so much to work with. 
you know, to get them to do certain things and you can change stuff up on the fly. It's just like a really fun game. Like I've just it's interesting, you know, being the director because I was reading something I was reading something when they were making the game, they wanted to give the player the ability that they have when they create monsters. So the the algorithm for for the monsters says you know when character is here do this so like or or if this happens do this and it's and it's a hierarchy you know you, the ones at the top have more priority and if the met if, if the requirement for the first one isn't met or isn't present go to the next one so they gave that ability to your party members so you're basically what you're doing is you're programming your squad against the creators programmed monsters so it's kind of this it's really kind of cool because when you think about it in a, in a much more you know macro level of like you know okay you know these you know japanese guys program these monsters to do a certain thing now i have hopefully i don't probably not but i have a lot of the same code that they have now let's code it in and you think like oh this would be a very daunting task but they give you just enough to so that you're not overwhelmed. Um, and the way it is set up is very intuitive for the most part. Once you, once you sort of learn the nuances and realize what's going on, you, you can really make a really effective team. And then when you add variations and the license boards and all this other stuff, it, it really is a very thought-provoking game. Also, I like the story. You know, I'm a fan of Star Wars. And the reason why I say that is because the story kind of reads a little bit like star wars uh the, the the number four a new hope a little bit you know and, and when you because you know you have han solo character you have the luke character you have the chewbacca character to to an extent sexy chewbacca but but it, it kind of plays out like that and i really like the i really liked the the location i like the locales i like the way um i don't know just everything about the 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 um the way the characters look just the uh, the the artistic uh, styling looks really good in the game and I love the airships this is there's something about the game that I'm really enjoying the story as well and like the twists and turns and everything and and it's just a, been a really fun experience you know just just being able to sit there and do it and then and then being able to grind and uh, it, I don't know. It 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 it's it scratching a nostalgic itch with some new stuff as well. So if you haven't played it yet, I definitely say go out there and pick it up. It's like I think it's like fifty bucks. Definitely worth it because you're getting you're getting a lot more in this game. And I have to say, Van, the main guy, like he must be the darkest complected Final Fantasy character main character I've ever seen. Seriously. Like in some in some instances, he is so dark skinned. I'm like, wow, you know. Except he has like blonde hair and blue eyes. But I'm like, damn, like they're really trying to make him like. I, we, they live in a desert too, so I guess that's why. But it was just it's very funny. I'm looking at it and I'm like, hey, you know, if he we got melanin hair, content. Exactly. We got some like, melanin showing up. Yeah, what? Like, what? <laughs> if, if, if he had black hair, he could be kinda kinda ethnic. <laughs> you know. But anyway, I I, I sporting a fade. And that's the thing, because like the the shadows and because it's like an HD remax master, so like the shadows are all crisp and shit. And I have to say, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I play it. 
I play it in English with no subtitles. I'm sorry. I I I don't want to have to read the game. I'm lazy. I don't want to have I to. I pay. Read the game. I, that's how I play Persona Five. So I, can't, I feel you. I, and it's great. I play because, that in English because some of the voices are not that bad, you know. And I just mm-hmm. I, I just want to be able to sit back and watch what's happening and not have to read it, you know. And just I don't know. So I I'm I'm enjoying it just being able to listen to it and actually ha- have it uh, see it happening. So. But yeah, that's the game that I've been playing. It's a lot of fun. Go buy it. It's great. Awesome. Radical. So, well, now that you know that we've been playing this week, uh, we've got the drop, which will show you what you can spend your hard-earned ducats on uh, from your friendly neighborhood video game retailer. So, Trader Joe, tell the folks what they can be picking up this coming week. Uh, not a lot of retail games coming out the next next week. The big one is Splatoon 2 for the Switch, uh, which comes out, I believe, next Friday on the 21st on that. So um, I have the game pre-ordered because, you know, God forbid I pre-order everything. <laughs> there was a Best Buy deal that I, I wound up uh, pre-ordered a lot of different games for like about under 40 bucks each. And so I'm keeping my pre-order at least. I'll see if I get around to playing it checking it out um haven't played the demo yet or anything like that any of you too excited for splatoon 2 or is it kind of something that's not in your wheelhouse per se well i gotta get a switch first so yay um i didn't play the first one so yeah i guess i don't know i'll play it to your house yeah i'm i'm again like just like des said i still have to find a switch uh, available at a GameStop first <laughs> that's the first priority but I don't know. I'm the first platoon. I thought was a neat idea, but it just never really gravitated to me. Uh, it could be also that I'm just horrible at shooters, and be seeing the the competitive nature of the game. Yeah, I know there's a there's a campaign, but the meat and potatoes of this game is is online competitive modes, and I, yeah, that's 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 not where my skill set's at. So this will likely be a pass for me. Gotcha. Well, I'll see if once I get it to fire up my Switch, I haven't played my Switch in a while, check it out and kind of see uh, how it is and how it goes on there. So also coming out this next week, uh, there is a beat-em-up called uh, 99 Vidas. And it's not Vita, like Vita, Vita, but Vidas, like D instead of T on there. Uh, This is an online brawler 2d brawler it's based in partnership with a podcast 99 99 vitas which i've never heard of before but uh, the game looks to bring back some of the nostalgia from classic beat-em-ups such as final fight double dragon battle toads golden axe and streets of rage on there um if you do get the game on your psn it will be cross by for both uh, playstation 4 and also on Vita at a uh, 20% discount uh, the first week of launch, so you'd be able to get it for uh, $9.99 on there. Um, it has mostly positive ratings on Steam. It came out on Steam last year on there. Um, you could actually earn a platinum tr- trophy with it as well. You have up to a total of 39 trophies you could get with this thing. So I don't know if there's something in your wheelhouse, Kevin, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this thing, see, and maybe pick it up, uh, especially since it's multiplayer too, as well. So, yeah, I'll be picking it up. I, I kind of get, it kind of gives me a, a, a Scott Pilgrim vibe 
from a more modern aspect of its art style, and I really enjoy Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah. I just wish that game would have been online multiplayer as well. Yeah, so that launch the game will feature 11 playable characters, six, six epic boss fights uh, versus mode, a story mode that will include six stages and two bonus stages on there. And they got more stages coming at a later date, I guess, as free DLCs so, on there. But it will have cross-play compatibility for up to four players, local and co-op, on there as well. So keep an eye out for that. Also, next week, um, Super Hot comes out finally for the PlayStation 4. Super Hot, if you don't know, is an award-winning and innovative time-bending first-person shooter. It's all done like in a uh, like a polygon graphical mode on there. Um, it's also coming out for uh, PlayStation VR as well on there. So, um, already been out for Xbox One. Came out for Xbox One back in May on there. So. Um, Gameplay is a unique mix of strategy and unbridled mayhem where time only moves when you move. So so there's no regenerating health bars or ammo drops. You just basically got to shoot them up. Um, you could take a breather, take a break by not moving. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to kind of strategize, be strategic, excuse me. <laughs> Strategeries. Yes, you know that. So. Uh, definitely check out the game. It's quite it's quite popular on PC. Um, I know people have been waiting for the VR version to come out as well. So if you do decide to pre-order, you'll receive a wonderful, hot, new, dynamic theme for your PlayStation as well. So on that. And also another game coming out this next week is uh, Wild Guns Reloaded for uh, Steam. On that, this game's already been released for PS4 last year. Um, if you haven't heard of this game previously, Wild Guns came out initially on the Super Nintendo back in 1994 on there. They finally got a remastered version of this game out on PlayStation 4 last year on here. This version of the game, the Steam version, brings uh, two new characters to the table, Bullet and Doris on there. That's also included in Wild Guns loaded for the PS4 as well on there. Um, Four-player action shooter kind of reminds me of nom 75 where you're able to like put your character in and, and control a reticle out in the stage and shoot things so uh western motif everything looks cool with this game um definitely <laughs> check it out uh, the game recounts the journey of a girl named annie who cracks da- uh, tracks down clint a famous bounty hunter in order to get revenge on the evil kid gang on there so Damn, I expect to see a lot of bloodshed in this game. No bloodshed, anime-based, though. I know, I'm just saying. It's like, Annie, gonna go kill kill some guy. It's like, come on, it's a Western. Gotta have, like, shots in the face. Yes. One of the the games on Super Nintendo that I have a high level of regret trading in. Because it's Um, worth lots and lots of money, right? Well, not only that, but (laughs) it was a game that I always went back to. I always went back to that game, even after long after I finished it. Really? I always find myself found myself going back and, yeah, I want to play. And I can't remember why I traded. I traded it in to get something else to buy another system or another game or something because you know that's how I had to roll back in the day. But I really, really, really regret trading that game in because it was so much fun 
So I'm definitely, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up on Steam or PS4, but uh, I'm definitely going to be revisiting that game again. Um, the game actually came out for PS4 back in November of last year, but there's a retail version of the game. So you can actually get a physical disc version of this game just in case you want to like recant your sins of the past, Mr. Kevin, <laughs> to be able to buy a physical copy and keep a physical copy in your uh, collection. So Yeah, I, I, and you know me and my physical copies, I love them. I don't know that that wild, you know, that this game warrants a physical purchase necessarily well uh, i'm yeah. cool with playing it on digital uh, okay unless i can get unless unless best buy can give me my 20 percent, but i don't even know if they have it so. oh better yet i've seen it used on shelves of gamestop i know how much of that wonderful gamestop loots you have in your possession so leave me alone about that money <laughs> jeez <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I'm harassing him. Hell. <laughs> Leave this man alone. I, I'm just letting him know it's readily available for his purchasing pleasure. With mm-hmm. his, uh, you are a pusher, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Something. <laughs> He's like, I know you got the money, Kev. Just do it, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To get us back on track, because you know I want to talk about these hot new releases next week. <laughs> Um, there's another game that's coming out next week uh, that we've been waiting for for a while. I've seen it a couple PlayStation experiences. Um, it's coming from a development team called Yummy Yummy Tummy on here. So uh, Fallen Legion Sins of an Empire and Fallen Legion Flames of Rebellion are going to be released for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita respectively in this upcoming july 18th on there um if you want to play both both games are actually separate games but what they've decided to do as a pre-order bonus if you buy the playstation 4 version of the game you will get the playstation vita version for free on that so um, actually right now you could actually pre-order and get 20 percent off of the um total of the, the amount it's, I think it retails for nineteen ninety nine. You'd be able to buy it for seventeen ninety nine on there. So, on there, if you haven't had a chance to check this game out previously, it kind of reminds me a lot of Dragon's Crown, which is the um, game that came out for PlayStation Three from what's the name of that developer? Kevin, help me out. Uh, was it Vanilla? Vanillaware. Uh, yeah, Vanilla there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, I think you played this a little bit and maybe not the last PlayStation experience, but the... It was the one, one. before. Yeah. And I believe, if memory serves, the combat is very similar to Valkyrie Profile. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's turn-based, but you build combos with your members of your party as you attack your enemies. And once that meter is filled, you're able to execute a special... Uh, all area attacking uh, attack, uh, depending on which character's meter is activated. So, I'm very much interested in this. And what, from what I played, I I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. So, and and the fact that I'll be able to get you know the console version and the Vita version two for one, I'm kind of feeling that. So I think I've got a pre-order coming on. I got a printer coming on too before Tuesday, yeah, because I want to definitely get both versions for eighteen bucks, basically. So, so I don't know how long the promotion will last as far as getting both, 
on there. I think it's a pre-order bonus for early buyers. So I think after the release date, I don't know if it's a, like a release window of a first week or something like that, but definitely check on the PlayStation Store for more details about that. So also coming out this upcoming week, um, Orcs Must Die Unchained is coming out for PlayStation 4. That's a free-to-play tower defense game. Uh, that's originally come out for PC in the past on there. Um, I think I played this at the PlayStation Experience, maybe not this last time, but the time before. But uh, definitely a great action game that has quite a bit of audience on Steam. On there, this is kind of uh, their stab at a console version of this game. Orcs Must Die originally came out for Xbox 360 uh, a few years ago. So um, this is like the next kind of iteration of the game. It's it's a 3D action game, but it has tower defense type of tendencies. So if you like that type of gameplay, definitely check that out. And then also another game coming out on the PlayStation console on Steam is a game called Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Ooh, which can't is, wait. Um, combination of... Uh, like a um, 3D action game, like kind of like Zelda, but almost in like in a Harvest Moon type of gameplay mechanics. You're able to go in and farm, uh, be able to do other things in the in the, um, in the environment. Yeah, I've watched, in the environment. Yeah, I've watched a lot of play about it. You have to basically help these villages, you know, and each area you go to has a different kind of like weather type of thing. So there's like a beach there's beachy scenes there's a you know mountainous scenes there's uh wintry scenes so it's just the you know you create your little character and you run around i love it because there's no fall damage if you fall off of a high, a high ledge you pull out an umbrella and just kind of float to the bottom it's great it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of really cutesy sort of not very you know graphical kind of stuff graphics by by nature like there's no like heads being cut off and stuff like that, but it just seems really like a fun, a fun game. You just kind of spend some time with. So I'm really excited for it. Is there any combat to the game at all? Yep. I wasn't yep. sure. You can you can fight in it. There's a little bit of combat uh, in the game as well. So, um, but yeah, it's mostly about you know you know harvesting stuff and and helping the island island residents out and then um, stuff like that. So. <laughs> Kind of like in the same vein as Star of Dew Valley or maybe Harvest exactly. Moon then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know. Cool deal. Yeah, and that's all the games coming out that we're interested in next week. Um, and that will kind of wrap up this episode. So, Yes. And I thank you for that, uh, for letting folks know what's coming up. And for our listeners, we're going to let you know how you can contact us. As we said before, uh, we want uh, Gaming Vessels to be a listener-based podcast that includes having our listeners on the show uh, to discuss their views because I, I think that's that's something that's kind of missing from uh, uh, gaming podcasts right now. It's like you, you're getting different perspectives, but I kind of want would like to be able to meld perspectives and viewpoints on the game on games and the gaming industry with our listeners as well so if you'd like to be on the show if you'd like to submit a question of the week uh if you have a comment just go ahead and send it to gaming vessels at gmail.com we can each be reached reached individually on twitter des can be reached at nemo cub joe can be reached at joe fongool I can be reached at Shonuff71 on the Twitter versus there. 
as far as gaming, uh, we can be reached on PlayStation Network. Dez is Nemo Tigger. Any M O T G G R? Did I get that right? You got it. All right. Uh, Joe is Kamunagara. K A M U N A G A R A. I am Shonuff7, also on the PlayStation Networks. On Steam, Joe is also Kamunagara. And I am also Shonuff71. And ironically, <laughs> I can be reached on Xbox Live, uh, though I'm hardly ever there, at Shonuff071. Uh, so reach out, uh, let us know what you're playing. Uh, what uh, questions you might have for us, what questions you would like us to address on the show. And uh, we'll get them on. We'll get those questions read and answered on on a future episode. And again, we definitely want to have our listeners uh, pop in and give their viewpoints directly on the show with us as well. So with that, we are going to bring episode nine see time is flying man <laughs> it seems like we started this show this the started this thing like yesterday and we're already up into up into up to nine yep almost so, double digits yes so episode nine of season one of the gaming vessels podcast has come to a close that's trader joe the food max of gaming that is me that's des the bay area terror himself yep. And I am Shonuff71, and we will catch you next week with episode 10. Peace. Later. Adios. Reach out and touch.